All right. Good to see you. Good to be. It's uh, Dilly Dave, the host of the Vibe Union podcast, hanging out for another sweet episode with the the lovely um, blues, roots, folk, uh, singer-songwriter goodness of Keisha Sprout. Welcome to the Vibe Union podcast. How are we going there today, Keisha Sprout? Going good. Thank you for having me. Yes, you are super welcome. Um, it's been said by myself that uh, Keisha's songs don't make you just feel good. They actually make you feel right, uh, like you fit into your own skin. So um, That is really cool. Put that in a bio or clip that or do whatever you want to do with it. That is my offering to you. Put it on my gravestone. Yeah. Oh, we're thinking long term. That's beautiful. I like that. Um, so before we get into it and it's being Keisha Sprout, a uh, good way to start these episodes is to get grounded by acknowledging the sacred ground that we are recording and producing this podcast on. So I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the Wurundjeri, Boonwurrung and the Bunurong. Is that um, your area, Dandenong, Bunurong? Is that correct? Yes, yes. I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of these areas. I'd like to, um, you know, pay respects to elders, past, present and emerging and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. History has been deleted and it's important that we try and keep what stories are left alive? How do we feel about that, Keisha Sprout? 100% agree with that. Very good. Well. Blessed to be on this land, so. Yes, absolutely. It is a blessing indeed, hence the sacred ground. And I think that, uh, you know, if you don't care for where you step, then uh, what does the direction matter? <laughs> <laughs> Full of insightful comments today. <laughs> yeah, it's... um. It's uh, three sips of coffee is just really all, all, all it is for me. Um, Keisha, tell us about your perfect breakfast beverage. What is your go-to? What's your choice when it comes to morning beverages? Oh, I am mostly a tea girl, but I do love a matcha as well, like a matcha latte. Huge. I, I Coffee because I had the, the game in the shakes. Yeah, you don't come off, well, your music doesn't present itself as uh, coffee-infused music. It's super, it's soothing like the tea indeed. What kind of, um, what can I tease you into? I'm a a black tea kind of girl. Huge. Um, Assam Bold is probably my favourite at the moment. Wait, what is that? Can you say that again? Assam Bold. Ah, okay, okay. What kind of, uh, what kind of flavours are we experiencing with that? What's that kind of like? Uh, so it's it's a black tea. Um, it's like a, just a bit more kind of strong compared to your regular like Lipton. Mm-hmm. In terms of flavor boldness or caffeine, um, <laughs> flavor 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 boldness. I'd say it's a richer, um, deeper tone tea compared to your regular off the cuff. Yeah. Yeah. And is that because you're a veteran tea drinker and the other stuff just doesn't cut it for you? Or do you feel like you've just, um, you've, uh, you've seeked out this particular, you've sought out this particular taste? Um, I actually had this at my Nana's house one time and mm-hmm. I was changed. I'm Indian. So tea is a big part of our culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we I had it at my Nana's and now the whole family is on it and everyone is a Assam Bold 
So we get group texts, oh, guys, it's on sale in the supermarket. Damn. Yeah. It's serious. Yeah. So, um, Dilma, if you want to sponsor me, let me know. Shout outs. Uh Hit the hit the lady up, Dilma. What are you What are you waiting for? This is a real opportunity. <laughs> uh, um, so, Keisha, you know you're kind of upbeat and funky and and soulful, soulful, and um, it's interesting. The music that you present seems to be of another of another time. Uh, do you consider yourself an old soul, or um, are you just uh, are you just out here studying the greats? Uh, I guess in a way, I think I grew up on just a lot of that uh, older soul kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, in our house, we listened to a lot of like Sunday morning, Saturday mornings. It was always like jazz, like just blaring through the house or, um, yeah, my parents loved the crooners. There was a lot of like Beatles, mm. just like, a lot of older stuff always running through the house. So I think that's kind of where it started for me and then cool. I just grew out of it. Right. And what about, um, what about the messages that you're kind of threading through your music? You know, there's a lot of, um, and I'm not just dropping the title of one of your singles self-love, but there is a lot of self-love there. There's a lot of, um, you know, reflection in, in a kind of a reflection in a way that's, you know, you're kind of reflecting inward and not trying to, blame the outside world. Um, I guess my question is, where do some of these uh, positive thoughts or influences come from that uh, find themselves in your music? That was a good question. Um, I tend to be quite an introspective soul. Mm-hmm. So all of it comes from experience. I think when you go through something, you can it's really easy to blame outside sources and whatever else is going on. But a lot of the times when you look inside, you can find the answers that you're looking for. And yes, yes, yes. For me, uh, I found that songwriting was just a way for me to like release all these emotions or Uh, problems that I was going through because I'm not so great at talking about my feelings. Okay. Okay. um, Being able to put it into a song just kind of was my place to freely express stuff. So it's an easier way for you to explore um, these ideas and your experience with yourself, but also maybe one of the only ways you could share it with other people. I guess it's more for me just about, releasing it uh, uh, okay build up inside and uh i think a lot of people can probably relate to that uh it's sometimes hard to to say the way you feel about things or to put certain things you're going through into words so mm, yeah trying to articulate the human experience can be quite the difficult thing right <laughs> yes yes very much so we often uh, borrow words from other people to uh, help us express this. Hey, I'm totally okay with people borrowing. More. Yeah, I guess I was asking permission for everyone to borrow your work and words. Please so thank you. Them. So thank you for granting that. <laughs> uh, so one of the big reasons, and I should have uh, said this right up at the front. Um, one of the big reasons why we got Keisha Sprout on the Vibe Union podcast is because you're going to be performing. 
at the Dusty Sessions, which is on the 9th of April, Saturday, 9th of April. You'll be performing alongside Honey Blue and Chef Person. Um, Keisha, do you just want to talk a little bit about on uh, your experience with live shows uh, recently, what you've been up to, uh, what have been some highlights, and, yeah, just, I guess, what you've been up to on the live scene recently? My most recent one was a really actually little beautiful show at um, Bar, no, Brunswick Artist Bar. Sorry, my brain. Okay, cool. Um, and it was just a little small small gig, just me on guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really nice to share it with some friends and some strangers. Uh, the Keisha Sprout um, whole project was launched actually during uh, ISO. So yes. I have really been able to do a lot of performance it's only now just started since things have um opened up but i'm really looking forward to to getting out there a bit more that's exciting um uh what is your kind of emotional state coming into a live gig you know is it is you know are you super excited are you super nervous uh do you feel any kinds of of pressure like uh you know Reflect on kind of how you're feeling. I think it's a mix of everything. Yeah. Because it's, it's excitement to be finally in front of a live audience, but mm-hmm. there's pressure and nerves. And because it's been, you know, a few years of just being at home and running through your songs and, it, yeah, mm. and the pressure always build up. Uh, but I think excitement a lot of the time wins. So Cool. How have you been able to keep momentum up? Uh, you know, you say you've you, you kind of created this particular um, outfit or, or or artist persona of Kesha Sprout through ISO. How have you been able to keep momentum up when it comes to working on all of the tracks and the releases that you have been? That is, I guess it's just been because I've been passionate about it. I really, truly love the music mm-hmm. and I'm excited to share it with people. So although it has challenges because you're kind of policing yourself and you need to get all of these things done. Um, once I did the first release, so when I get older, mm-hmm. it was a lot easier because then I kind of knew what was coming for the rest of them. Um Right, but setting up that initial kind of uh, publishing pipeline, you know, there's a lot yeah, kind of involved with that. Yeah, stressful for sure. And even um, recording the album because it was all done uh, remotely. So nice. The, that process was, I think, probably a lot harder than being able to be in the studio because I worked with people overseas as well. So mm. time difference and sometimes trying to convey stuff and whatever can get a bit lost. So it was a stressful process, but um, happy where we ended up. So That's really cool. Uh, there's a bit of parallel between yourself and Vibe Union. We also kind of created Vibe Union out of isolation within the, you know, that first month when anything, when everything got locked down and we started creating remotely as well. And even though it is, a pathway to create things. It's not ideal. And I can imagine, especially as like a solo artist working on a project, being your album, right? That you are, 
that to try and capture vibes and 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 jam moments and all that kind of stuff isn't as uh, tangible. So big ups to you for making it work and making it happen regardless. Thank you. Yeah, it was a, it was a cool process, but I I think when you find a producer that you really kind of connect with and that they understand you, I'm, I'm very grateful uh, for that. Mm. Do you want to give your producer a shout out and tell us who you've been working with on this? We're talking about your album, correct? When I get older, is, is that right? When I get older. Um, so I've worked with four different producers, but the main one uh, is Alex Fisher, mm-hmm. who uh, works out of Mexico. And oh, hell I, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. I'm so grateful for him. He just really, really helped me to bring the album to life. And um, I felt very safe in his production hands. So, mm. and um, yeah, there were a couple of other people. So I worked with a guy named Dan Kanopka um, out of LA who was in a band called OK Go. Okay, that's actually vaguely familiar. Yeah, I think they were pretty big in like 2000s, early 90s. Um, and These then, two shall pass. <laughs> That's right. It's one of their tracks. Anyway, go on. And then also worked with a guy named Lucius Page out of New York and um, another guy named Jeff Jacobs. I can't remember where exactly he was, but Alex mm-hmm. is the GOAT. The goat, you got your, everyone needs a goat. I'm glad you got your goat, you know. That's real important. So how did you uh, connect with all these people and uh, get them involved with the project? Uh, so it's through this site called Sound Better. Okay. Um, and basically it's kind of like Airtasker or those kind of sites but for producers and musicians. So you'll post mm. a chat producers will say, I really like this, I'd love to work on it, and they'll send you their quotes and you'll have a meeting and decide if you fit the vibe and that kind of thing. Cool. Um, yeah, that's that's interesting. Uh, I guess that is the perfect site or platform um, for this whole COVID experience. 100%. It's kind of scary, um, but in a good way. All right, so quickly, um, just in your life at the moment and what's happening, what's the general vibe check for you? You know, what kind of frequency we're talking about? Where are you? Where are you moving at? What's happening? High frequencies, high frequencies only, good vibes only. Um, Life is feeling, honestly, good. Like it feels really good. It feels like a good place to be in. Mm -hmm. Two years ago, three years ago, I was feeling stuck we were all feeling a bit low and Mm -hmm. it just feels like there's a lot of possibilities and a lot more movement right now so life is feeling good cool do you think that that's uh come as a result of you working on and through your music or is that um has has that come down to other factors in your life and we don't have to get too personal or anything but you know um a hundred percent i think finding myself in my music and artistry has fully help that journey because mm-hmm. it just feels possible to to see where this is going now um whereas before it was kind of like oh i don't know what's happening mm-hmm. um, but now there's kind of a clear pipeline so yeah that's 100 uh played into it obviously also other factors mm-hmm. 
but it's been the main drive kind of enabling yeah. you to navigate these new waters where we're allowed to almost do what we want yes. in the world. I am happy. So. Cool. All right. Uh, over to another important question, Keisha Sprout. When it comes to snacks, are we talking sweet or sour? I mean, what direction are we going? Oh, can I say savory? Yeah, I said sweet or sour. I was meant to put savory in there as the third S adjective. Yes, yeah. please. Savory. Yeah. Okay. What's the go-to in savory? What is what um, are some sweet snacks? Savory snacks. I've been getting into do you know those like corn puffs, the ones that you put in your mouth and they're like that was <laughs> No, no, I think I get it. Um which uh which brand of chip are making these? Kettles? Um, like the local grocer just sells okay. them. I don't know, it's some like nondescript brand. And um, I so just love it. Puffed up corn chip, is that what it is? It's not a corn chip. It's okay. Just like a, it's just like a puff. Um, and then it has like hot and spicy flavoring on it. Right. Okay. There we go. Um, is that the favorite flavor for you, the, the hot and spicy kind of flavor? I don't mind the barbecue too. That's pretty good. Okay. Uh, but that or just bread. I love bread. Just bread. Could we break down the whole bread snack situation? Like, are we talking st- straight as a loaf or, you know, what variant and know. what with? <laughs> um, <laughs> just, oh, guys, if you want bread, I've got bread. Um, I got a loaf too. <laughs> um, no, just like toast. Um, just, I just love bread. I bought these. I don't know how much we can talk about bread on here, but I bought these little like crusty bread rolls and then I put them in the air fryer and then you can just like, and then butter and. Damn, you're putting bread in the air fryer. I'm not even sure if it's, uh, I mean, it could be used for anything, but that's not initially what they had in mind. You're becoming quite a kind of fresh bread feel to it. And then it's hot, bit steamy, bit crunchy. Damn, Keisha's Sprout doing snacks right out here, I guess. <laughs> cool. Um, what can't you leave your house with? And I'm excluding phone, wallet, wallet and keys from the equation. So what's the thing you can't leave the house with but isn't one of the go-to threes? Like without? Yeah, can't leave the house without. Okay. Um, Probably my emotional support water bottle. Got him. <laughs> yes. I feel like that, that thing, here it is. This Let's is one see it. Comes with me everywhere. Um, oh, and what does it like say on there? It says... Swell. Swell. That's such a great word. I remember using that word a little bit and people saying that I was going to be the person who brought that word back, that it looks like whoever, <laughs> whoever put that word on the drink bottle is bringing it back harder than me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What brand is it? Swell. That's oh, the that's brand. the actual brand. Jeez. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Okay. Um, the emotional support bottle. So you're not only using it for hydration, but you're using it for consultation as well. Yeah. Just um, security, safety, and hydration. Cool. So when you're feeling, do you kind of hug it? Do you kind of like, you know? Uh, no, it's just more just like there. There just with there. me. Uh, it, and then I know if I get thirsty, it's... It's right there. Thirsty or upset? Thirsty or upset. 
um, my water bottle is there to support me. That's huge. That's huge moves. I love that. Um, okay. So when it comes to, uh, you know, the, the artist Keisha Sprout, what is, what does the name, uh, represent? What's the origin, the name? How did you come up with this, this little seedling? So the Keisha Sprout uh, part is, um, came from my name. Um, so I just took this out of my name and then was messing around with like a word generator. Cool. <laughs> and cool. Then, um, Keisha came up with a different spelling and I was like, huh, I like that, but let's change it so people will know how to say it. Mm. Uh, with that. And Sprout is just kind of the energy of the music that I make. Like I make roots music, so obviously that. Uh. Um, but um, I think a lot of the stories that I like to tell and the journeys that I like to take people on are quite grounding. It's all about, you know, your roots and that kind of earthy energy. So, yeah. Cool. Um, if you had to give people a bit of a, uh, an insight as to what they can expect with your new album. Now, is the new album one, is that completely released yet or is there any more tracks? Is the last track. and then it Today is-, is the last track? Which what, sorry what did, what day did you say? No Tuesday. Wait, <laughs> sorry, I just panicked and I, I thought it's today Tuesday. No, no. Tuesday the 29th. That's when the last track's coming out. The last track comes out. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Do you want to just talk a bit about the um the project? I guess yeah. Kind of maybe speak more on what some of the tracks about. Maybe a favorite track and um yeah, what people can expect from the album. Yeah, of course. So the track, as you might have seen on the um, artwork, is all about time, journey through time. Um, it's about all of the things that I've kind of been through on the, the these past three, four kind of years. And um, each of the songs is a little piece of the puzzle. And from the artwork you'll see every week I've added a little symbol into the artwork. Ah, this is true. This is true. She does not yeah. lie. <laughs> so um, next week it'll be fully complete and you'll see the full journey and the hourglass will be full. I have grown up loving blues, soul and folk music and obviously a little bit of pop too. So mm-hmm. I wanted to create a blend of, of that. And I, I've never kind of prescribed to just being in one genre. I like to pull things from from others because I think it just makes it more interesting mm-hmm. um, I, and, you know, a, a fun listening experience. So that's what I've kind of done and a lot of the tracks have kind of a different genre but still a similar vibe. So that was the kind of journey I wanted to take people on through all of the different genres that I love while still keeping the roots <laughs> at the centre of things. So. Nice. Okay. So it's kind of like a, um, it shows people all the different sounds and flavors that you're into. And then you're just incorporating a lot of like real experience, a real experience. And, uh, I guess you're kind of dissecting yourself and sharing that with, with people. I just love love to tell a story. That's, that's my thing. I I think songs are just little, uh, narratives. So Mm -hmm. it's nice to, to be able to say each song is a little, little story. 
Have you always been so willing to share your stories or was that something that uh, took a while to develop? Well, I've been writing since I was 14. Yeah. Um, and I haven't really released anything up until when I put self-love out. So it took a while to get things properly rolling like I always wanted to, but um, I struggled, you know, with a, I guess, a lot of artists kind of, you beat yourself up a lot and it, that's yeah. one, of, one of the biggest, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Enemies in your journey. Right. So that that took a toll. Um, but truthfully, when, when I wrote Self Love, uh, it was a turning point where when I wrote that, literally that night, I was like, I'm going to release this song. Mm. And um, yeah, it kind of, kind of went from there. And then... After that, all the songs that were written, it's like, okay. And then when I wrote Seasick, I knew what my album was going to sound like. So mm. that's the kind of like, oh, okay, I see where we're going. I see what this is going to be. Right. So you could see a lot of potential for a while, but there was this kind of maybe a bit of a self-doubt blockage that was there. But then once you got that one track that you felt like was worthy of maybe yourself and other people, it's been a pretty decent trajectory momentum from there I think it was more just like self-love to me isn't just like oh a song that I was like yeah this is a banger it's more that it changed my mindset too because I I truly tried to carry out what that song is trying to sell Mm. as not only like a love letter for other people to use for themselves but as a love letter to myself to be like you are worthy of you know the love that you you give up to other people because mm. for the rest of your life. So, um, and and I guess the uh, the positive qualities that you see in others are things that are just like obtainable and desirable for yourself. So, there's probably no point in just seeing those things in other people. You can see those qualities within yourself and draw them, draw yourself to them. Which seems to be maybe what I took away from from that particular track. Love that. I love hearing people's. Um, perspectives on what they think music is is about mm. becomes a kind of reflection of their own human experience. Like yeah, people tell me uh, what a song brought up for them. Yeah, it's this weird thing that unlocks different things for different people. Um, yeah, it's never quite the same experience for everyone, which is the one of the cool things about music, right? Yes. Um, yeah, for me that. That track self love really plays on the whole di- or the whole idea of um, you know the only person you should be comparing yourself with is you or your future self. You know, like that's that's where the real growth comes from. Kind of looking at what you could become. Hundred percent. And um, when I get older, the first track or the lead track, I should say, of the album kind of just expands on that because um, that song is uh, about being a little kid or even now and seeing someone really cool and then trying to mimic them, just like little things about them. You're like, Oh, right. they have, yeah, they have cool this. Let me try it. But then you stumble and you fumble and you realize that they're them and you're you and that's not you. And you, it's like this little journey of mm. you know, journey of finding what fits you. And that's the most authentic thing. And that's the best thing you can be is when, just yourself right 
And there's nothing wrong with like, um, you know, everybody when it comes to growing oneself, you know, a lot of it does have to do with imitating or understanding others. Right. We've all done it. We've all done some some things like, oh, that's really cool. Let me try it. It's part of growing up. Right. And then, you know, you pick through a whole lot of different things and you kind of figure out what works and what sticks and, and, and what doesn't. Yeah. So I'm that now. I don't think it, I don't think it ever ends. Me too. I think you're spot on there. I think you're absolutely spot on. Um, with your name being Keisha, if you get too big, do you think you're going to be stepping on Kesha's feet at all? Have you thought about that? Kesha? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I have not now that you've brought it up. I'd probably think about that, to be honest. (laughs) I'm being so silly. I'll take that into consideration. Um, I remember that song, Tick Tock on the Clock, the Party. That was, that was huge for us. Um, It's huge. Yeah. It's a big deal. Um, all right. Well, pretty close to the end of this, uh, wonderful interview, which you've uh, been able to deliver great questions that will never get graded, but um, (laughs) they've all been spot on. Uh, When it comes to um, people who you take maybe a bit of influence from, but maybe more so who you like to keep track of uh, Mm -hmm. in like Melbourne or Australia or kind of more of a local scene, who have you been like... um, Whose work have you been appreciating recently and who, if you had to, would you give a, a shout out to as a, as a local gem? Local gem, okay. I, um, you know what? I'm actually going to put this out there. I don't know that many artists or really many at all roots artists and I have been on the hunt to find more people who make similar music to me. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to this and you are a Roots Blues soul folk artist, please hit me up because I want to listen to all your tunes and um, and add them to my playlist because I don't have enough. I think we have a very big um, neo-soul and R&B scene here in Melbourne. I know that there are other people who make music like me and I want to listen to it. Um, however, I listen to a lot of my friends' music, to be fair. Yeah. Um, Any shout-outs worthy? I love I love me some Kai. Yeah. Um, Is that how they're known on Spotify and stuff? Or? Yeah, that's yep. how known on Spotify. Um, and I've been getting into, do you know Elaura music? She has some really beautiful tracks that really celebrate um femininity yeah it's a really nice journey so and uh, yeah little bits here and there I just I love hearing like local music and just supporting our scene because we have so many great musicians here in Melbourne yeah we really do um I think we're certainly spoiled for talent and and you're right up there with the best of them Keisha I would never I never undersell yourself uh yeah never undersell yourself uh one recommendation I would give have you heard of JAG at all never jag on um on instagram it's trill jag t-r-i-l-l-j-a-g but i'll send you um 
I'll send you one of their uh, one of their YouTube tracks, Please. and you can have a bit of look at that. So this one is uh, "Satisfied" by Jag. For those who want to look it up, but I'll just shoot this to to you right now. But yeah, Jag was on one of the recent, one of the most recent Dusty sessions, and yeah, really blew the uh, really blew the the roof off the house, so to speak. Um, very rootsy, bluesy, yeah, and like powerful while kind of um, embracing the femininity as well, but having real strong presence. It's very cool to see. Very cool. Yes, yes, please give me all the recommendations. Cool. Um, Well, this is pretty much uh, the end of the Vibe Union podcast. For those who want to experience Keisha Sprout in real life, we've got the Dusty Sessions on the 9th of April. Keisha will be performing alongside Honey Blue, who's, if you haven't listened to already, Keisha, I'd definitely uh, listen to Honey Blue as well, and Chev Person, um, who I haven't heard too much of their stuff, but um, I have huge faith in Kelsey Jean and, and Georgia STP for picking up people for the Dusty Sessions. I think they've got incredible taste and yeah, if you want to get more into the um, roots, you know, folk kind of kind of area, then um, anybody on a Dusty Sessions lineup is going to tick the box for you. Cool. Um, Keisha Sprout, if you had anything that you'd like to share with the Vibe Union podcasting community, what would it be? Give us a bit of a sign-off, some final words. Ooh, I would say that... Today is a good day, and if it's not, tomorrow will be. And if you need a soundtrack for your day, you should listen to my album. Yes, nailing that self-promo. I love it. (laughs) And self-love, I should say. Thank you so much uh, for joining me and us today uh, for the podcast. Um, I know this has been on the spot, but did you have a good time? I have had a great time. It's been a lovely chat. Cool. Yeah, I agree. It's been very nice. Um, Thank you again for joining us on this episode of the Vibe Union podcast. For those who want to follow, we are on all of the platforms. And by all of the platforms, I mean all of the big streaming platforms. We also have a website, a place where you can check all the events that we have. Um, We do somewhere between four and five events a month. Uh, It's a crazy rotation we've got going at the moment. So to keep up to date with that, vibeunion.com. And uh, also there's a cheeky tipping jar on the Vibe Union website as well. So if you're feeling like you want to make it rain on these sprouts, um, yeah, do that. (laughs) All right. Thanks again, uh, Keisha, for joining us today and enjoy the rest of what it is until we catch you at Dusty's. Bye, everybody.